Welcome to the Retirement Risk Show, the best retirement interviews and advice with Dave Hall. Learn strategies to help you reduce and even eliminate the risks facing your retirement. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. My name is Dave Hall. I am your host. Glad to be back with you another week talking about your retirement and those things that you can do to get safely through retirement. On this show, it's our goal to bring you the the latest information, the best strategies, so that you can take action on the things we teach, so you can use the things that we share with you to help you get through that 20, 30, maybe even 40 years of self-imposed unemployment that we end up calling retirement. Today's show is very exciting for me. I've brought a couple of my friends in. We're going to be talking about a little different topic. We'll be talking a little bit about premium finance today, something that's not for everyone. But if it is for you, you're going to want to definitely make sure you pay attention and listen to the the things we're going to talk about today. I've got with me Tim Kelly and Joe Scroy. They're from Strategic Alliance Wealth Group. Guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having us, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Tim, let's start with you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about your background. You're the one that's uh, been in the industry uh, the longest. You've had the biggest uh, track record of dealing with clients and trying to help them get safely through retirement. Give us a little background on what brought you to this point and uh, what you're doing now at Premium Finance. Yeah, you know, I started in the industry 41 years ago, back in 1981. Really was working in the retirement planning arena, going to different homes and having appointments, meeting with the mid-class, if you will, and just saving for retirement. That developed into me building a practice out on my own in 1993, where we were doing full-blown financial planning for specifically self-employed business owners for the most part. And that kind of transitioned into the estate planning for their parents and grandparents. So by the time that uh, I got to my seventh year of running that operation, we had 46 advisors at the peak. You know, we were doing business planning, we were doing college planning, we were doing retirement planning and estate planning. But a lot of it was dealing with from the business owner perspective. 21 years ago now, I kind of took a shift and and, and started really working in the more higher net worth clientele where we partnered with CPAs and we partnered with other financial advisors and so forth to where we could actually bring these industry concepts out to the individual clients that they had that were more high net worth. From that perspective, you know, we've been doing that for 21 years. We still do it. We research very deep down find the best product, the best strategy, always stay on top of what's happening in the industry at our firm. And uh, and we're just out there, you know, helping people achieve and and reach their goals. Thank you very much. Uh, Joe, what about you? What what brought you to this point in your life? So I've been in the industry for eight years and I was very fortunate that out of my final presentation for my bachelor's program in college, I was recruited and put right onto the advanced case design desk at another organization where I helped develop a successful premium finance program. And during that time there, you know, developing the program, you know, we were trying to stay at the forefront. We were analyzing products and developing a premium finance program. And then from the advanced case design desk, I transitioned over to the internal desk where I was working with coaching advisors with specifically in regards to premium finance. And so I did that for a couple of years as well. And I also have a couple of years experience on the retail side as well, dealing with the end client as well. So eight years all dedicated to premium finance, 
with experience on all sides of the desk, developing programs, working with advisors, and working with and implementing programs with the end retail client as well. I have been exposed to this concept for probably at least 20 years now, maybe maybe a little bit longer. I've been a CPA now for about 25 years. And as I go back to the early years of practice, people were bringing this strategy to me, but yet it's never made sense to me. And I think it says a lot about what, where we are today and you guys being on the show is what you're doing that's different. And today we're going to talk about some of those and tell those who are listening that they do do things different than what you're seeing in the industry. One of the challenges I always had with many of the plans that I was seeing other people put together is they weren't taking into consideration some of the risks that can be associated with these plans. So today we'll get into those details, talk about that. But before we do, Tim, maybe you can give us an overview of what premium finance is in case there's someone here on this presentation that isn't familiar with what it is and the way it works. If you could give us a quick overview of the way premium finance is structured. Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I want to say that premium finance, you made a comment, premium finance has been around over 30 years. It's not really new. It's new to most people that are listening to this call or that, that we actually present it to. But basically, premium finance is geared for the high net worth individual. It's lending of funds to the high net worth individual so they can acquire large life insurance policies as a unique asset. I mean, it has really transitioned from uh, the days of being where it was just used for estate planning to with the products uh, that are in the marketplace today that we continually analyze and we drill down and we meet with the carriers and we meet with the actuaries and, and, and so forth with each of the companies that we do business with to very carefully select the best product in the marketplace for that individual. Again, it is a unique asset uh, because it's being used for retirement planning now for high net worth individuals. I mean, people making $500,000, million, $2 million a year they're using this as a, as a foundation or a cornerstone of their planning, a lot of them are, that can add both tax-free income down the road as well as income tax-free death benefit that goes to the beneficiaries. So again, it's not new. Uh, it's been around a while, but the way that it's being received today is more in the retirement planning area as opposed to just the estate plan. But also still very much the estate plan as well. We probably have a nice balance between that, maybe 60, 40, 60 retirement planning, 40% ends estate planning. Tim, you talked about some qualifications there. You talked about income limits people have in general. Can you give us a little more detail of who this is for? Obviously, it's not for everyone out there. It's a strategy that's for a limited number of people. But again, if it meets their criteria, it can be an absolutely great strategy. Who would that target market be, especially for those CPAs on here that may have clients that they would want to talk to about it? Yeah, there is a minimum uh, requirement both for the lenders as well as the insurance companies out there for, for the most part. And that minimum is a $5 million net worth. Now that net worth can include, you know, their personal assets, it can include their business interests that they have, so on, other investments that they may have, whether it be real estate and so forth. So the, the minimum of $5 million, we'd like to see it actually $10 million and above, to be honest with you, because sometimes, you know, it's not it's not that hard for some successful business owners to acquire and, and have a $5 million net worth. But the other thing is that they have to be in good health. We always say that it takes wealth to get started, but it takes health to finish it. You know, you got to have good health and, and, and you've got to have the assets in there. You got to be comfortable with leveraging. 
And the reason being is that because the money is being lent to you at, at very reasonable interest rates, so you got to be comfortable of always leveraging and using other people's money, if you will, to create the wealth that you have. You got to be willing to take some out-of-pocket contributions. You have to put some skin in the game, so to speak, but that can be relatively minimal compared to what's being lent to you. And finally, you, you have to have the desire that you want to do lifestyle and legacy planning. Begin with the end in mind, and the end in mind is developing that lifestyle and legacy plan, and, and what assets can we use to, to do that over the course of our lifetime is what the individual client should be thinking. Tim, you really hit on some keys that have resonated with me since we've met and we've had the chance to go through your structure and I've been to meetings with you where you've gotten in a lot more detail than we're going to be able to go through today. But I love what you said there. Look, we're going to start at 5 million. I know that's a big number, but it's like, look, we'd prefer you to get to 10. We'd prefer you to actually have excess rather than what I usually see in this industry is, hey, we'll start with five, but you know what? We're going to try to squeeze two and a half in here. Yeah, we think we can maybe put this together. And Joe, maybe you can talk a little bit about that in regards to the planning from what I'm understanding is it's not a, a one size fits all strategy. Talk a little bit about what you do as you put these plans together and some of the things you look at. Sure. Right. So with premium finance, when we're going to implement a program, we always start with the broad and then we narrow it down to the specific. So the first thing we always do is we want to make sure that the strategy is a very sound fit for the end client. If it's not a sound fit, we're not going to promote the program. What I always like to say is that premium finance is a fantastic strategy for those who qualify. For those who don't qualify, remember it's a leveraged strategy, so it might not be the best for them. So we always want to make sure that we are properly positioning the premium finance program to the end individual and they fit all of our criteria. From there then what we want to do, each case is going to be unique and specific. Just like you said, Dave, there's not going to be a one-size-fits-all. So the first thing we're going to do is our operation, we're independent. We have access to every different insurance carrier out there. And so we're going to find the right product for the unique situation. Is the client younger? Is the client a little bit older? Are they looking for income, lifestyle income? Are they looking for estate planning to leave a legacy? These are all going to be different products out there in the industry that are going to be more appropriate for each scenario. So what we're going to do behind the scenes is we're going to run a few different products that we think might fit and we are always going to put the client into the right product fit. We have absolutely no bias. We are always putting the client in the best product for them. Now it is a leveraged strategy as well. So there is a banking and a lending component as well. And so we have relationships with dozens of different lenders and banks out there and each one of them is going to have a different offering and so we're going to want to make sure that the client is again with the best bank or lender for them and they are getting the most competitive rate out there. Now some banks are going to be transactional in nature where they simply just want the loan and some banks are going to be more relationship based where if you move assets over to the bank or open up an account it's more relationship based and they're going to give a better rate based on that. So When we put all of those three components together, we really come up with a program that is sound in nature and really has, you know, fantastic benefits for the client short term and long term as well. 
Many of those that are listening to the program that have done so for any length of time know that I lived in Puerto Rico for five years, and we were there during Hurricane Maria, and it always surprised me because you had a lot of people that extended their homes using wood. They were using OSB board and stuff. Well, when the hurricane came, that was the first thing to go. You know, it was gone, and yet you had homes like mine that were concrete. The hurricane comes. Everything's still standing. There's no issues, and I think about that so many times when I think of the relationship I've had with you guys and what you're doing with the premium finance. Again, for years, I've seen people try to max these out. Hey, don't take anything out of your pocket. We're going to try to get it to where you can 100% finance this thing. Hey, we're going to max the rates on this thing, get you the most possible insurance we can for the money you're putting into the system. And yet then you come to the point of saying, well, what happens 10 years from now when things change? There was really never a good answer. Well, we'll deal with it when we get there. Well, that's not really a good solution. The solution is let's deal with it now as we're building the thing. So when we get to that point, we don't have to worry about it. Are you ready to plan for a successful retirement using a fresh 21st century approach? Book an appointment today with a certified retirement risk advisor at retirementriskadvisors.com forward slash advisors. I want to talk either of you a little more detail about what you're doing from a conservative side to really help people make sure these things last long term. Yeah, sure. So when we're designing the programs and Frequently, I just want to start with what we see out there, you know, pretty frequently, very often is that people will come to us with a premium finance program and ask us to, you know, just lay a second set of eyes on this, give us your opinion on it. And we see these things out there in industry where just like you said, Dave, they're designed just, you know, extremely aggressively from the start. You know, some programs advertise it as free insurance or they design that exit strategy for the loan balance to be death benefit 40 years from now and we'll worry about it then and we're showing level lending rates for 20, 30, maybe sometimes even 40 years. And so when we design our programs, one of the biggest things up front is we make sure that the client is willing to make an out-of-pocket contribution. And what I always like to say is remember who these programs are designed for. They're designed for high net worth individuals. If them making a nominal interest payment each year is an objection on their end, it might not be the right program and the right fit for them. So we always make sure that the client is making a contribution each year. In addition to that, what we always assume from the get-go is that the client has bad market timing. So we assume we're using index universal life policies for these programs. They have a floor of 0%. So the worst you can get in any given year is 0%. We assume bad market timing, and the first two years, we assume 0% earnings. Then thereafter, it's going to depend on the product, what the rate is going to be, but we always illustrate significantly below what the maximum illustrated rate is. So we put ourselves in that position of overperforming rather than underperforming what our um, projections are going to be. And then another thing that we do is that when it comes to the lending, And there's two different types of lending you can do. You can get a fixed rate or you can get a floating rate. But regardless of what it is, what we always like to do is behind the scenes, we're provided forward rate curves, dot plots, just basically projections on where large fixed income traders and economists think rates are going to be going. And we always like to grow our loan balance at a more aggressive rate than what's being projected. Because again, we want to put ourselves in the position where we might have said interest rates are going to be 4.5%. Really, they're 4% rather than the opposite. And the third component that we always like to throw in there is 
the collateral. So in most simplistic terms, the collateral that's required for these policies are going to be the difference between what the cash surrender value is and what your loan balance is, right? If the bank lends a million dollars, you have a $900,000 cash value inside the policy, the bank needs to be made whole for that $100,000 in between. But what we always do on our end behind the scenes is we add significant padding to that collateral number. And so again, we have people come to us and say, you know, someone else should be a much lesser collateral value. And we say, yeah, they, they very may well have, but what is the, how realistic is that collateral figure? So we always inflate our collateral value to be much uh, higher than what it might actually be in reality based on our conservative projections. And then the last thing we do as well is we always put our programs under a significant amount of stress testing. So all of the programs that we put out, whether it be designed for lifestyle income planning or legacy estate planning, are going to pass what's called the sequence of returns tests. And so what that means based on the projections, the policy is going to have three years of earnings while in the fourth year they're getting a zero. And that's going to continue throughout the entire policy. And we want to make sure that the policy and the income value sustain earning a 0% every fourth year. And when you combine all of those factors together into a program, right, it's a sound program that really we're putting ourselves in a position where we can expect to outperform and underpromise rather than the opposite. And really is all about what I do for my end. For those that have followed me any length of time, you know, it's about getting safely through retirement. We're going to stress test that retirement. We're not going to show you the rosy picture and you shouldn't want that in my opinion, from advisory. You don't want the rosiest picture out there that's going to tell you that everything's going to be okay. We hope it is, but the reality is it's a lot of time. Think back even in during your working career, 20, 30 years of working, there's a lot that's happened. You know, we were talking about the, before the show. I mean, I, you know, I'm approaching eight kids now. I thought I was done at six. We're in the process of adopting and doing things we never expected to do. Well, that happens the same with our retirement planning. And I love what you talk about with your structuring that it's it's tested, that it's not going to be maxed out. You're going to be able to see what's going to happen. Maybe, Tim, could you talk a little bit about the process? If someone were to to engage you or want to, to get in contact with you guys, what does that process look like? I know there are people you will turn away if they don't meet the criteria, but what does it look like from a CPA standpoint if they're saying, look, I got this client, really like to start working with you guys, see if this is an option for them or maybe myself. What's that going to look like on your end? Yeah, well, if they, if they just reach out to us, you know, just give us a call or send us an email if they would like reach out and we we typically like to have a conversation that conversation could be a 15 minute conversation it could be 30 minute conversation just depends upon the nature of the call and what their interest really is and and how much they want to you know go over so we'll we'll have this preliminary call if we feel at the end that, that it's a good opportunity we'll schedule another time to get a call and we'll get the details with that details that we get before we end this call or if they send us the details on a later time via email or whatnot, we can then put together a preliminary. This is just a starting point to help educate them, let them see how the mechanics work, to answer all their questions. We'll put together a a preliminary proposal that's basically two pages that we can go through with them in great detail and it covers a, a lot of the aspects, if not everything, in the premium finance module from the income to the death benefits to how we design it to answering all their questions. So that's 
kind of a one-two process there, a step process that we do. Let's have a call. Let's make sure that it makes sense to, to take a look at the client. Let's get the facts on the client, put together a preliminary proposal. Let's review it in great detail. And then at that point, if everything seems to go well and, and the CPA is, is interested in making that introduction, then they do a formal introduction to us. Uh, they get on a call. We can do a Zoom call. Everybody's on Zoom meeting each other you know, live in person, but virtually. And so we'll, we'll do one of those. We'll meet the client, explain to them that with the CPA. The CPA will be explaining why they're introducing this product, that they've already vetted it, that they've looked at a preliminary proposal form, and then we kind of take it from there. And so once, once that step is being introduced to the, to the client, uh, the CPA is more than welcome to stay involved at every level. We always keep them included in correspondence and emails, let them know how the progress is going. And so that's basically how we take it from the actual, is there an interest? Do I have someone that I have in mind? and introducing that individual to us and then we take that client all the way through the entire uh, process of going through the application, the underwriting, and then every year on renewals as well, we'll work with that client and keep the CPA involved as much as they would like to be. This is another thing that's really impressed me with you guys, the transparency that you have, the consistent interaction that you have. Again, not something that I've ever seen when I've talked to others that are in your space. This is not the story I get. And I will tell those of you who are listening, today we've not been able to cover a lot of information. They've given you a quick overview. If you do want to better understand premium finance and what they're doing, we do have a one-hour webinar that we teach with them. They're part of our expert series. You can find that on our website, Retirement Risk Advice. If you go to the events page, you'll be able to see our upcoming webinars there and be able to take an hour of your time if you're a CPA and get credit for it, but also to better understand what they're doing. Joe, we do need to start wrapping up, but anything we've not covered that you would like to share with people as we wrap the podcast up today? Uh, I think the only other point would uh, just kind of go over the product really quickly. So when we're doing this, we are using indexed universal life policies. And the reason for that is there are a few different cash value policies out there, but it really strikes the, um, the perfect balance between all of them because it gives us the upside potential for the cash value accumulation while still having that security on, with a 0% floor on the downside. It's very flexible, so we can use this for income planning or estate planning, and it gives us some really great benefits when we go to take money from the policy for income later on down the road. And it really falls right into the planning that we do. We want safe and productive. When we look at whole life, pretty safe, not very productive, especially with inflation rates where they are. You look at variable insurance, pretty productive at times, but not safe. Right. You know, it's, the market can go down anytime, and that volatility can definitely be the Achilles heel to any type of structure like this. Tim, anything on your end? Anything else you'd like to share as we wrap things up? I think uh, we've covered everything. I can't emphasize it enough. It's got to be the right client. And the other thing is don't prejudge. Sometimes people don't realize what's uh, underneath the water, if you will, the iceberg effect that, that people have. Now, CPAs will, will know that because you know all about their assets, and that's why you're a great candidate to select, if you will, the clients that are proper for this, that are good candidates for this, and then be able to be selective about who you're sitting in front of us as far as getting getting together with them and actually presenting this program. 
Thank you. For those that want to learn more, we do have an affiliate site, a strategic partner site on our website, retirementriskadvisors.com forward slash S-A-W-G. You can go there. You'll be able to get access to some more details. You'll be able to get the contact information, be able to reach out, get signed up for an initial consultation to be able to discuss the options that are out there. For those of you that are trying to get to a safe and secure retirement, please uh, visit our website to search out our other options, our educational options, the other tools we have available. Guys, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Uh, For those of you that have been with us, please uh, be safe out there and do your part. Take action on the strategies that we present so you can get safely through retirement. And that's today's episode. Thanks for listening. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to wherever you get your podcast. We come out with a new episode every Friday morning and you don't want to miss it. And don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Spotify if that would really help us out. The Retirement Risk Show is a production of the Retirement Risk Advisors. Our show was produced by C.R. Talene and Autumn Koenig. If you're a CPA looking for more retirement education, visit retirementriskadvisors.com to sign up for more than 15 free CPE retirement webinars.